Hey, welcome. It's another edition of It's Rainy Mets. Our meteorologists getting together talking about weather from CBS 21. I'm meteorologist Tom Russell. And I'm meteorologist Ed Russo. Uh, hey, Tom, you're coming in a little hot there. A little hot? Actually, I'm coming in a little hot, too. Do you want to? Let's, let's just bring down bring our voices down the, a, a little bit. How about that? Is that better? That's better. Okay. And we right. just get so excited. We get excited about weather. Yeah, you and, know? Then, and then our, our audio levels go off the charts. <laughs> well, we apologize for the crazy levels. Yeah, but we could start over. Over, but um, no. we're, just, we're not going to do that. <laughs> all right. Um, let's tell you why we're so excited. First of all, we're uh, a quarter way through the year already, so we're pushing into April here, and uh, we're all excited about spring. So spring is officially here, and that means things are going to start ramping up. Uh, Ed and I were talking about how quiet things really have been. Obviously, they were way above average, warm for January, warm for February. Uh, March finishing up just slightly above average. But other than, you know, a few instances of wind here and there, we haven't had any major storms, no snow, no, you know. We did have a couple of thunderstorms. Springtime so thunderstorm, yeah, oh, right. the overnight just ones. Just a few ones, yeah. Oh, you could you see it driving home, and you're like, it's going to be a good night. You get that thunder <laughs> and rain overnight. It. Yeah, I love, I love that, it. too. Great, great spring stuff. You know, yeah, it's been quiet around here. You know, I feel like, um, so, you know, whenever we cover weather uh, during the newscast, it, it the challenge does come from, well, how do we make it different every day when there's just been Not really much nothing, going on. When there's, right. So... We usually default to talking about other stuff that's going on around the country. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like there's just been so much bad weather across the U.S. Nasty and then stuff. here, it's just... You almost feel guilty because it's, so, yeah, uh, it's so quiet. It's like we've been in this shadow of nothingness. Right. And just kind of missing it. Um, so, you know, obviously the one that jumps out of us is the Mississippi tornadoes. Rolling Fork, Silver City, these smaller communities just wiped off the map. Mm-hmm. Uh, EF4, I think, is what the final was, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, we can talk about that, too, because I know a lot of people. Well, uh, you actually brought up something interesting on uh, Facebook. Maybe that's what you're referring to. Yeah. Uh, why wasn't it an EF5? Explain so, that real quick. Because um, it, was, it was wiped out, like level. Yeah, so, you know, when we're showing, we're explaining the EF scale, uh, Obviously, we determine wind speed from damage. Right. We go back and look at it. We don't yeah. have a, a wind gauge through the whole system that would be destroyed, obviously. Sure. So, if you're taking a look at um, if you're taking a look at houses, and they're completely blown away, you'll usually get a picture description of what EF five damage looks like. Mm-hmm. The house is no longer there, so you have to consider well what kind of house was sitting in that spot. Um, and just a very elementary example here, the story of the three little pigs. You know, mm-hmm. you know the pig would say, I'll huff, I'll puff, or the wolf sure. said that, right? The wolf, I'll the huff, wolf, and yeah, blow your house down. down. You know, and the wolf, the same wolf, blew the straw one down like that. Yeah, right. And then you get the brick house, and guess what? The wolf it's can't dirty. blow it down. So I'm not obviously saying that the houses were built of straw, but... You got to look at uh, the types of materials used in these homes. Yeah, like, was it wood? Was it block? Like, was I grew it? up in a wood-sided house, right. which, at the end of the day, is going to be more susceptible to getting destroyed by an EF4 than a brick, brick house. Than or, a brick house, right, so or stone or whatever. Yeah, so you have, to, and you know, there have been a lot of research behind what kind of building materials will work mm-hmm. best with 200 mile an hour winds. So 
when the National Weather Service does their survey, they take into account, well, what kind of material were these houses built out of? It's right. not it's not that the house was built horribly, right. but every house, you know, you're going to see variations in, in how houses are made right. depending on where the neighborhood is, where the subdivision sure. is. So you go down to Florida, they have uh, different codes, and they have what's called hurricane straps, which is how your your um, your walls are attached to the ceiling, for example. They have uh, the the metal they uh, that holds them together are actually turned in a way that'll be stronger. They cost a little more, obviously, mm-hmm. but uh, those hurricane straps are important in how they build homes in Florida, for example. Yeah, and you have you know certain parts of the world that have uh, houses and infrastructure and hurric and uh, earthquake prone zones. Right. They build them according to what disaster is more likely in that vicinity. Now, in the Deep South, unfortunately, we have a lot of mobile, mo- mobile home parks. Yeah. And some of these mobile home parks, I still don't think, have a shelter to go a, to. A shelter to go to. Right. So it's, it's your, sa- your safe is not to be in the mobile home as opposed to being inside. And, and I think we've done a better job of getting the word out. You know, now we can see these events happening or potentially happening two, three days out. Uh, the question is, does that person take the time to go, oh, yeah, Friday afternoon, I, can, I need to go yeah. to Aunt Sally's house because, you know, it's better structurally sound. Um, so I think we're getting the word out. Now the follow-up is, are people taking heed? Yeah, you know, and that's a great point. I, you know, I, I I tweeted that, you know, the other day about, you know, it's a little more complex than just seeing a house swept off of its foundation. That mm-hmm. isn't automatically F5. I mean, if it was not a home, you're with, with this with the m- most structurally structurally strong materials. It, right. it may not meet that F5 criteria. And it, you know, people were on Twitter. They were saying like, I can't believe this this wasn't an EF5. This is an EF5. What are they thinking? It's almost like people were rooting for it to <laughs> be, be an EF5. It's like sure. nobody's wishing for this. Right. But it's important that we understand how difficult and hard it is to achieve EF5 strength. I mean, we haven't had an EF5 tornado, what, in 10 years? Yeah, since Has uh, it been a long... Alabama, right? Yeah, it was 2011, Joplin was F5. Mm. I feel like there was one since then. Maybe. Well, that was May of 2011. Yeah, which was after the Tuscaloosa tornado, yeah. which I think that one was F4. You know what? You might be right. So, it, you know, it, it just... 2013, more Oklahoma. I believe had been uh, five. Yes. Yeah, that could be a five. Yeah. So that it had been, So the Moore, Oklahoma of 2013, I believe, um, yeah, uh, was the last F5 tornado that was. So. Well, you make a good point. It, it can't be emotional. I mean, obviously, you see those pictures of devastation. You know, it's got to be EF5. But there still needs to be a scientific standard that says, hey, if you blow down a brick or a concrete home as opposed to a wooden home, then there's a different threshold. Yeah, so, uh, exactly. And, you know, there's, there's a great example, uh, not local, but regionally. Back in 2002, we had La Plata, Maryland, which was right. actually initially classified as an as a EF5. And then they brought it back to a 4, right? They brought it back to a 4 because they found out that the winds, they couldn't theoretically prove this wind speed right? because the homes that that tornado blew apart, they weren't built horribly. They just... Right were easier to damage in EF4 winds. So they were so their estimations, they actually had to bring back the estimated wind speed. So we look at the damage, we then estimate the wind speed from that damage, and then the rating is then given after that. So the rating is based off of wind speed, but we determine wind sure. speed based off of damage. And based off a uh, you know criteria that is set. So it's not 
uh, you know, subjective, it's objective. Right. And, you know, you could have a huge tornado that is relatively weak. I mean, you could have an EF1 wedge tornado that's, that's a half mile half wide. Mile wide right. uh, typically, your wedge tornadoes are strong. I think El Reno, which was, the, I think, the largest tornado in width. It was over a mile. Yeah. That's right. the one that killed uh, Samaris, one of the storm chasers uh, in Oklahoma. That wow. was how many years ago was that? It's that was been a while. Yeah, it's a lot while ago. So three storm chasers were killed in that tornado, but I think that tornado was a, almost a mile and a half wide. But that think wasn't F five; it was F three. Still, but still, yeah, a mile and a half wide destruction. Yeah, I mean, wow. it's what what's worse, a more compact F five or right. a, or, or a F3 wider that F3. is. So that was the El Reno tornado. Uh, just Google it, and you'll see how massive the circulation was. Gosh, but um, yeah, I, I mean, you can't look at a tornado. I mean, you could look at a tornado and you could see the debris that's coming around it. You could say, hey, this looks like it's probably a strong, this is a strong, violent tornado. But you can't look at the tornado live and say, oh, that's an F4. Correct. you got to go back and study the damage. Yeah. So this leads us into, you know, we've already seen a fairly active severe weather season. Uh, Will it remain active? I think yes. Does it come to central PA? A little too early to see those cues yet? I mean, I I, I think uh, 2011 was, uh, again, we had the week a, a, a La Nina that was basically went dead mm-hmm. um, in March, and we saw a really bad severe weather season in April. I'm not feeling good about it. I, I mean, here, obviously, it's less of a risk, but typically when we see very active severe weather seasons, they, temp- they technically, they seem to bleed into, the, sure. into this area as well. And speaking of that, for us, it comes a little later than everybody else, so you'll see them first in Mississippi in Alabama, and then as we grow through the, the warmer months, they'll migrate northward. So that's why our severe season tends to be late April, May into June. So this is a good time to start thinking about uh, prepping your, your home uh, for severe weather, knowing what to do, have a plan with your kids. And, uh, and so that becomes instinctual. It's not, oh, what do I do if a tornado uh, is heading my way? Yeah. And, and because we've had so much quiet weather, like we talked about, you kind of have to wake yourself up, remind yourself. I know. It's easy to be complacent when you're coming out of a pretty quiet. I mean, we haven't talked about anything. We didn't have any big snowstorms. No. You know, we haven't, you know, so you do get complacent. You do go, oh, yeah. You know, I have batteries in my flashlight, you know, simple stuff like that. Yeah, you know, and when you're when you're in a severe weather situation, you have to act quickly. The, mm-hmm. the smallest little thing like a battery doesn't seem like a big deal but then when you need that battery <laughs> it's a big deal it's a big deal yeah. so yeah it's always good to just have the kit ready um so that all you have to do is go wherever you need to your safe place yeah i like to say in a two-story and know home. where that is know where you're safe yeah place know is. where your safe place is you know don't decide that i wouldn't even decide that on a day where you think like let's say there's going to be severe weather two days from now do it now right. don't do it don't day do it too. yep exactly yeah. and, and get everybody on board i mean we if you have a family, the the youngest member of the family needs to know just as much as the oldest member of that family, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe more so. Maybe you need to review that. But uh, I think we're kind of overdue for a little more action. Things have been fairly quiet in central PA. Uh, and I'll throw this out there. You know me. I keep preaching this. We're overdue for flooding. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, this might be kind of a reset year, That you know, whether it's early in the season or you know, sometimes that can wait till fall Yeah, uh, with a tropical system or something like that. Um, but I, I think people need to think again, okay, what do I do? What is, what is my plan with flood and, 
uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and that's when we think about severe weather, I feel like sometimes the flooding takes the back burner. It's not sexy. You know? No, and not like a wedge tornado or <laughs> yeah. this, you know, thunderstorm with big winds or big right. hail. Exactly. Um, but it they, is the most common. It is the most common. Um, and Pennsylvania, with its valleys, is a pretty blood-prone state. Definitely. So Definitely. So so a lot to think about. Uh, and we do think things are going to become more active here as we go through April uh, and into May. Um, you know, crossing our fingers yeah. that we're wrong, but I, I think we're, we're kind of leaning yeah, that way. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, I don't have a good feeling about the central U.S. and, and the deep south. I don't. Right. I, I think uh, this is... You know, it seems to be looking a lot more like 2011. Um, so, again, hope I'm wrong, but they've already had it very active down there. I mean, I feel right. like every year Alabama or Mississippi is having some F4 tornado move through one of those two states. Yeah, but you got to remember that they've become so populous, too. I mean, a lot of those yeah. areas were just never... Uh, you know, populated. And now yeah. you have these smaller towns. You're like, well, that town got wiped off the map. Well, it probably didn't exist 10 years ago. Yeah, well, roll, you know, Rolling Fork, you know, I did the whole Google Maps thing and tried to explore the town on sure. Google Maps, and it's, just, it's surrounded by just fields. Yeah, it's nothing. flat. Yeah. There's nothing. There's so nothing there. how often do these things go over completely unpopulated areas but right. every year more people have cell phone every year more people are chasing more people are moving there yeah more people are moving there so you know there's that to consider too and that's i think partially why we've seen a a higher report in in tornadoes but if you look at the last you know 50 years there's no increase in severity of, no, of tornadoes. no and that's why you really got to factor in population and more mm -hmm. like you said more people are uh, you know, seeing them thanks to cell phone use and whatnot. Uh, all right, so we think a little more active severe season. The flip side of us heading toward a El Nino year as opposed to as La Nina wanes is less uh, hurricane activity. Mm -hmm. So a stronger El Nino tends to subdue Atlantic hurricane activity. So that would be a positive as we look forward to the, the you know, the fall. Yeah, so typically in an El Nino you get more uh... – Sheer – Shear, wind shear over the Atlantic, which prevents... Now, shear's good when you want organized, strong thunderstorms, but it's not good when you're trying to get an organized area of low pressure like a hurricane right. in the tropics because it just shears all the... It rips the thunderstorms apart and prevents the thing from organizing. Mm -hmm. So that, that typically in an El Nino year, we get... That kind of tempers the tropical threat somewhat. So that's a good sign. Yeah. That's a good thing yeah. there, for sure. Yeah. Um, what else are you thinking about uh, summer as far as maybe heat? We've had a, we're coming off a couple of really hot summers. Yeah. Um, so I keep waiting for that the swing back the other way. We, you and I always talk about the pendulum swinging back. Uh, we haven't had a cool summer in a long time. No, and I I think what last summer we had over thirty, 30 ninety days. Yeah. It was it thirty on the dot. I think we're no, I think we're right around thirty. Yeah, because the year before was like thirty three, and I was like, we're not gonna do that again. <laughs> we just about we, did. Yeah, we just yeah. about did it again. So chances are, you know, statistically betting against that. Oh, it still obviously can have some hot days. but Right, maybe but maybe not, not as, as quite as hot. And maybe, you know, I think what I remember is just the overnight lows just don't yeah, drop. Right. You're sitting at 70, 72 yeah. at 2 a.m. You're like, oh. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, not good open window weather, that's for sure. <laughs> that's true. 
So. Anything else on your mind, young uh, man? Always save it for next time, Tom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we should mention this. We're working on our severe weather yes. special uh, on CBS 21, so look for that coming in April. And uh, we hope to bring you some information that uh, will inform you and keep you safe and uh, and get you uh, fired up for severe weather season. Yeah, that's right. And we're definitely going to have more on severe weather preparation in the uh, podcast in the upcoming mm-hmm. weeks, of course, as we approach Severe Weather Awareness Week, which I believe is uh, it's coming up 16th in, to the 20th, somewhere around there. For the National Weather Service, it's that week before, and then we're going to kind of hone things in uh, on the week of April 24th on CBS 21. Yes, yeah, so we got a lot of really information, uh, really good information, mm-hmm. informative information we're going to throw your way over the next few weeks. Tom, thanks for joining me. Thanks for joining me, my friend. There uh, it is, your latest episode of It's Raining Mets.